are listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's think. This is episode 17? 16. This is episode 16. Yeah, we had that. We we missed an episode. Yeah, we missed a week, and then we took a break this yeah. week. But I mean, two weeks ago, putting it out. Yeah. We don't need any timeline inconsistencies. Uh, this is a very special episode uh, because Paul just woke up. Yeah, I'm tired as hell, boys. Uh, I've had like three cups of coffee. That's the opposite of what I am. <laughs> I did feel sleep, so I had a bunch of coffee. Oh, okay, cool. Um, you have sleep breath. I've got real bad sleep breath. It, uh, it feels like I've been sucking on chili dogs. <laughs> Outside the taste of freeze? Yeah. Do you know Diane? I don't know Diane. Uh, well, I know Diane Sawyer. Laura Dern. Um, oh. <laughs> what? That's for just certain listeners out there. <laughs> okay. They'll get it. Um, yeah, right and and Harold has uh, garlic breath? Yeah. Yeah. Garlic so breath. we Which is probably the best out of the three bad smells. So... So welcome to our, our stank <laughs> breath episode. Welcome to the stanky episode. Uh, stank special. We're doing an experimental recording uh, to see if we can transmit the odors through the microphones. Yeah, it's like that 1950s movie, like smell vision Yeah. This so is, at, it's, this is the point where you will reach up and you'll take the, the scratch-off card that came with this episode and scratch off the first one and just get a good whiff of that stank breath. Mm-hmm. And that is a combination of garlic, coffee, and sleep in one. Yeah, We well, did not have the money to do. Yeah, we can't separate <laughs> them out. We get like maybe four smells. Yeah, the technology we'll see throughout just, the episode. just isn't there. So, Nick, I know this isn't the point of this podcast, but I would really like, can we take like two minutes mm-hmm. and discuss what the fuck is happening with the Han Solo movie? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that. And also, I want to issue the, the statement from last episode Okay, about how it's copper tone. The weird thing about the it naked is, little yeah. girl and the dog pulling her britches I, is... I, yeah, copper tone. I, I'm not a crazy person. No, 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 no. We did have to Google some weird feeling things to get there, yeah. but we got there. The the craziest thing about that to me, and I mentioned this to you, but you didn't get this message, is that... The, the uh, listeners the, do not know who yeah, they, you but you is. <laughs> well, they don't need to know. It's okay. not important. I'm actually just talking You're to talking a lamp to right now. Two, two people <laughs> two, who are two strangers in walking the by uh, studio at him off the mic. Yeah. Um, but... Another podcast that I listened to literally referenced Cop- Coppertone this week. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, God damn it. And, the, and they came out on Monday, and I'm just like, fuck me. Dude, hashtag Coppertone. Dude, it's just like every podcast that I listen to somehow references the same thing we referenced. Well, I mean, it seems before, like... It, like we, we technically did first. We did right. first. But we didn't put it out. But our release schedule Yeah, is our release schedule is long different. enough. Yeah, so that's what I'm worried about. So we're about. not biting off you, ma bam ba bam 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 ma'am. Right, Black wham Betty. bam, wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Um, this is why I wanted to talk about the Han Solo movie. Okay, Lots yeah. Let's, let's just dedicate a couple minutes and not the rest of this episode. We're not doing a bit. It's not like the election special. We're just gonna briefly talk about. Yeah, the Han I just Solo really movie. need to have no. this conversation. What the fuck is happening? I mean, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. It's just like they're Phil Lord and Chris Miller making the Han Solo movie starring um, that one guy and then Donald Glover. His name is Donald Glover. <laughs> no, Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. What's the Donald main guy? Donald like Glover. Alden Elrich or something? Uh, the guy who's playing Han Solo. 
Oh yeah, El- Elder 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 Aldrich. Aldrich Elder thing. Elder thing. <laughs> the Elder God that's yeah, playing yeah, Han Elder, Solo. Yeah, he's that was part of the bigger problem that, that they, Disney like, had with him. A script that's that was written by the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back with and his, his son. son who has worked on New Girl being directed by the person the people, the two guys that did Clone High and the Lego movie and, 21, and The Last Man on Earth and twenty one twenty two Jump Street. Street yeah. It's like too perfect. It's what? just too good of a thing in my mind, to ever really exist in this world. It seems like the big issue is that Disney was just like, well, we wanted an action movie with some comedy. Yeah. And these guys just wanted to make a comedy, and that's a no-go. And I'm like... Which I get. I I don't like it. I don't like it, but I get it. I mean, it's a a Star Wars story. It ain't ain't the main story. Let them have fun. Yeah. Let them play in their world. No, I absolutely agree, and I think... Now they're bringing Ron Howard. Yeah. Who's going to fucking get up there and do dumb narration, according to Twitter. Really? No. That's just people... No, that's going to be what happened. It's going to be Arrested Development Season 6 Star Wars story. Okay, I get it. The Arrested Development thing. I was thinking like a Blade Runner reference. Um, it'll oh, no. still, it's still, it'll still be good. They're like halfway through filming, and now he's gonna take over. He's gonna be in charge of like reshoots to bring it. So what you're gonna get is something that is not as good as the original idea. It's probably, be, it's probably gonna be like Ant Man. It's gonna it'll be, be like, exactly like Ant Man, but a little better than Ant Man because I don't know who the fuck they replaced Edgar Wright with. I think they replaced him with a dirty shoe. <laughs> yeah, I like, like that film. Ron Howard is still good. I like Ron Howard. I bet I could take him in a fight. You absolutely could take him in a fight. I mean, we probably any don't. any version of Ron Howard. You could take Opie in a fight. You could take <laughs> Richie Cunningham in a fight. Can we test this? I want time travel to be real, so I can just go so back in time and see if I can shit out of Ron <laughs> Howard. If I can beat the shit out of Ron Howard, unlike while filming an episode. So just of like Andy every Griffith like show. twelve years of Ron Howard's life, from when he's eight years old, you appear yeah. and just kick the shit and out I, of him, and, and then, then I get disappear. I get an invite to the Han Solo debut, and while he's doing a speech beforehand i go up and beat the shit out of him and i'm like tenno motherfucker still the king and yeah. then i leave and he has he remembers retroactively all those memories will come back to him as I, i'm beating him up yeah i feel like the, the 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 main thing for all the star wars stories right now is just going to be like a production upset halfway through like the thing with rogue one was halfway through they're like we've got to do a Carrie bunch of reshoots um, oh, that wasn't in the middle of production. No, that was after they finished the second one. Don't joke about that. I'm not joking about that. That's she did die. <laughs> she did die, but after they had wrapped production. And also, I'm talking about Star Wars stories, not the thing, not like the main trilogy. Yeah, the thing's a different movie. But I don't know you that. think they should That's fire got Kurt Russell in Do you it. think they should also now fire Gareth Edwards? Um, or not Gareth Edwards? Is that the guy? Sorry, the, the guy who's doing the th- oh, the guy who did Brick third one. No, the, oh, the guy who did the th- Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow, yeah. I mean, um, they probably should, but... Because he released that book of whatever, and a Henry, book of Henry. Oh, wait, hold up. He did that. Yeah, I know. Did you read the reviews for it? Yeah, it's it sounds, shit. No, dude, it sounds buck wild. I'm going to go every, see the shit out of that film. Every, yeah, it sounds interesting, but I've seen it's, oh, it's just been getting terrible reviews. It's been getting terrible reviews, but it sounds but like... But you it, love that. Your favorite thing dude, is something I read that a, sounds re- neat and gets terrible reviews. No, 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 no. I read, like, a like plot point by plot point because the person who did the review was like this is going to have spoilers but that doesn't fucking matter because mm-hmm. this movie is crazy yeah. like, this movie is insane i was just thinking it would make more sense to me that if um 
He also like did the frozen head of Walt Disney. That's that's not entirely frozen anymore. That's partially animated. Yeah, I'm is somewhere this. like in the Disney offices with like a a uh, clockwork orange like news stream of just his eyes are like peeled back and they're just constantly showing him the news and his head just like croaked fire the Star Wars director. Okay. And he meant the guy that was in yeah, charge. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. Colin Trevorrow. And they fucked up interpreting the still half frozen head of Walt Disney. What you're just, and then fired the wrong guy. What you're describing right now is literally the plot to the book Ubik by Philip K. Dick. <laughs> In which, like, the head of a company died, and he's kept in like a half-life stasis, and his wife goes and visits Good him video game. to get, uh, like, advice on how to run the company. And yeah. then it gets weirder from there. But I, I haven't read it there. It's very good. It I is have probably read my favorite Philip K. Dick novel. Half-life, full-life consequences. That's um, probably quality-wise on par, <laughs> I would say. But um, it's a lot shorter. That's a quicker read. All right, quit stalling. Let's get to. All right, what do you know about the year nineteen thirty two? Nineteen thirty two. I feel like something big happened that year, but well, I'm I mean, it, we're we're reeling from World yeah. War One still. We're reeling from uh, the Great Depression. Yeah. So let's take ourselves. We're gonna travel down under. Down under. That's not good. <laughs> that's a John. Down under. That's a John. What's in Australian? It's like that's not a knife. Is that better? Uh, no, we're down I under. I think that's probably just we're down as offensive as I want some John garlic bread. That's that's a New <laughs> Zealand John, guy you're, that you're, works at an Italian restaurant. You're still, How many more garlic sticks can I get you? You're still John Lennon territory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is all John Lennon, oh. baby. I mean, it's good. The English... Imagine <laughs> kangaroos. Oh. Imagine there's a world with, everywhere. No, with no people. There's just... Abos. It's just. I don't. I said a slur. Elbows? I, now, now I feel really what did bad. What Abo. It's. It. I'm pretty sure now that I said Abos? it. Abos. I'm pretty sure it's a slur. In like Aborig- Aborigines. Yeah. Aboriginals. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really bad now that I've said that. Now you get how I feel most episodes. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I uh, pol- so I'll I, forgive it. I apologize to all even. of our Australian listeners. Please don't. You know. Try to fly overseas to us, mostly because I know from experience that results in you crashing on an island and, and being dead for six seasons. This is our walkabout. Hashtag walkabout. walkabout. All right. So in, in 1932. Yes. Um, basically in the, uh, the aftermath. Down under. Yeah. Aftermath Down of under. World War One. Boomerang. That's um, better, right? Boomerang. Why don't you? Throw another shrimp on the barbie. They don't. They call them prawns. Why don't you throw another prawn on the barbie that's not a knife? You ever seen a crocodile? <laughs> My name's a Dundee. A crocodilo? What, what do they call... What, what's the workplace from the Australian version of The Office? I think it's just the Dundee shack. Mifflin. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retiring. All right, you could take. Yeah, you. So it's 32 with down on ball. So, uh, in the aftermath of uh, World War One, uh, there were a lot of veterans trying to figure out what the fuck they're gonna do. Um, you know, we just had a war that took like 60 million people, like killed 60 million people or more. I don't even remember the numbers. Um, so you had a bunch of veterans, mostly British veterans, who you know went to Australia. Um, and they tried to farm. Okay. 
um, because, you know, what the fuck are you going to do with your life after you just watch? Basically, all the, the people you knew and loved get killed in just god-awful war. So they tried to farm. Um, and they were like, the government was like, you know, we'll, we'll kind of help you out. We'll give you this land out in like Western Australia. Mm, good part. Um, in 1932, because the land had been, first off, the land wasn't great to deal, begin with. Like, it's not really arable. You're taking arable? Pe- arable. Like it doesn't, you can't get air. Yeah. You can't get air from the <laughs> land. Um, you can't grow things on it very easily. But is there air? There's air. Okay. Australia does have air. Com- mis- common misconception is Australia is an airless society like space balls where they have to get the canned air or yeah. whatever. Um, like Perrier canned air. Yeah. 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 That's a joke in that, right? Yeah, it is. He okay. opens the can and then I think he goes to the can or just came from the can. My name's Barf. Yes. That's another joke from it. Okay. That could be the rest of the episode. Do you want to just continue you know, let's going? Just, let's say all the jokes that we remember. Ludicrous from speed. Uh, We're uh, watching. That's funny. She doesn't now. look Druish. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we're watching now. The moment that we are seeing right here is now. Uh, ain't found shit, sir. <laughs> And they're coming the desert? Yeah, this is going to be a really good episode all if right. we just do this for another Well, that's all that hours. I remember. Let's just... All right. So, the problem is, is you take people who don't really have any farming experience. Okay. Are, you, are, they, are, are, they, are they all Australians? They're mostly British. Okay. There's some Australians there. So, you take them. You put them on land that's not really good for farming. Some people say the only difference is a conviction. They weren't convicts. Those were the those were the older people that were in Australia. Yeah, I'm um, familiar with the basic history of Australia. That yeah. was a joke, Paul. I know. Oh, I'm telling jokes too in response to your what, joke. Do you know what category this is in on on SoundCloud? It's not in educational. It's in comedy. Well, shit. We probably make we should, we're we're probably funny for an educational podcast, but not educational enough for a comedy podcast. So maybe I should switch that. Edge-a-comedy. Edge-a-comedal. Uh, conjugal. Edge-a-conjugal. We're common. This, this category of what we do is common. Not like easy to be fine. I mean like the rapper. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they put these farm, farmers on these lands. They were like, hey, grow wheat. And it didn't really go super well. Grow uh, wheat. And part of that is. That's what they said. When you clear off a bunch of land uh-huh. for the purposes of farming, sometimes outside forces Ooh. show up to burial grounds. That. Aborigine, Aboriginal. No, worse. Grounds. Okay, hold on. Worse than Tasmanian devils. Mm, bigger. Bigger. Dingoes. Bigger. Uh, like big dingoes. <laughs> bigger than a dingo. Bigger than a dingo. Kangaroos, mm, similar size. Hold on, what about like a kangaroo pyramid where Think, it's like two kangaroos on the bottom and one kangaroo yes, on top? Yes, the kangaroos turned into a fucking Voltron and showed up to destroy the farm. Okay, I'm talking about emus. What I'm talking about is the flightless bird, the emu. Oh, these people on their land in emu. Western emu on what in Western Australia. Uh, and I say people. There's a, a number of farmers. <laughs> I say people. That's generous. 
And this, hold on, I want to make it clear. In this case, we're referring to British veterans. We don't care about <laughs> veterans. It is not uh, the uh, the native people of Australia. In this case, that we are yeah, making fun of British veterans that were we're on your we're side. Uh, what do you do when the world is turning? How can you sleep when your bed is burning? That's, that was a song from the 80s. Here's That's another a, song. I come from a land down under. That's t- where women blow and men plunder. Uh, got to hear the thunder. They chunder, actually. Vegemite. Did sandwich. You, you just turned into like a French Belgian song and then went immediately back into Vegemite. <laughs> Thanks for recapping what I did. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I just, I just want the, I want the, in case I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, you were pointing out the subtext you were adding to the joke. I was no. detracting from the joke. No, by being... whatever. Anyway, so these yeah, people... tell me about the emos. So, <laughs> 20, 20, <laughs> Emo Phillips comes out. The <laughs> 20, weird 20, and he's like, when I was a kid... Yeah, 20,000 Emo Phillips showed up and was just like, <laughs> I went to the library today. They were they just wearing asked striped shirts Proof and that I was from Western Australia, so I stabbed him. <laughs> When I was a kid, I used to pray every night for a fertile land in Western Australia. But then I learned that God doesn't work that way. All right. So, so then the punchline. I don't. I don't really. Know yeah. How to write well, that the punchline is he gets attacked by emus. <laughs> so twenty thousand emus showed up and are basically wrecking crops, just destroying. All the crops that these farmers have yeah. been trying to grow, and it got so bad to the point because, like, this is the Great Depression. The price of wheat is already falling because nobody has any money, so the farmers are basically fucked. So what they did is they asked the government for assistance. They're like, "Hey, you either need to give us subsidies or um, do something about this emu problem." And the, the government was going to give them subsidies and wound up never doing that because... That sounds familiar. Yeah. This is how things were in the, the during the Great Depression. You don't get no subsidies. That's um, what the, that is what the uh, prime minister... King. King of Australia sounded like. No, nah, they got a minister down there, I think. Not back then. Look mm-hmm. it up. Well, they have a minister of defense, so I think they probably got a prime minister. <laughs> well, his last name was King. Anyway, so they... They, you know, they contacted the government. They're like, hey, we need help. So they sent a, a couple of those ex-soldiers, because they were veterans, went and they met with the Minister of Defense. His name was Sor, Sir, Sor, Sir George Pierce. Um, Pretty easy name. And essentially... You stumbled over it. Uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> essentially, Serge, Serge, Serge Pierce... <laughs> All right, yeah. You can you can tell I'm tired because I can't pronounce. You're a, tired. You just woke a up. title a, a title that I'm familiar with and a name that I'm familiar with. And Sir last George name, Pierce. Sir George Pierce mm-hmm. essentially decided, well, we got a bunch of birds. How do we deal with them? What if we shot them with machine guns? <laughs> oh wait, I think you're getting to a Wikipedia page I've been on once. The Great Emu War. Yes. All okay, right. so that's it. That's, that's what I was discussing. That's your topic. Yes. That's the headline. That's the, the headline. I buried the lead a little bit, but I wanted the to set the scene. The emu's one, right? Oh, yeah. That's the best. That's the funniest part about this. This is the whole reason I picked this topic, and I'll get into that at the end when we get to what happened. 
Um, oh, you don't want to jump right to the end now? And no, just yeah. Say the outcome. Well, of I would the like war. to. Yeah, that's the jokes are in the 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 meat. Okay, in the meat. So there are jokes. <clears throat> well, somewhere I don't know where they are, <laughs> we'll but I'm them. hoping you'd provide them. But you know, if you want to rely on me, I okay. I mean, the real joke is your fucking Australian accent. Wow, am I right? Wow. High five the listeners. <laughs> <clears throat> don't high five him, listeners. Oh yeah, thanks. Damn it. <clears throat> cool. Um. So they sent out. What happens when you spend five minutes talking about Harry? I mean, Han Solo, Harry Potter, Harry Solo, Harry Solo. That was the biggest problem. They wanted to turn it into a wizard film. This is just another thing I wanted to get into real quick. Uh, I was watching Parks and Rec earlier, and there's a scene where I thought that Adam Scott kind of looks like the guy that's playing the new Han Solo, and I thought it'd be funny if there's a scene in the new Han Solo where you meet his brother, like Derek Solo. Who's like, Han, just come work for the Empire. You can't make a living out of being a scoundrel. I just, there's an opening in my office. We can get you into the space station. I'll put in a good word for you. And just like makes him feel really guilty is about he the, being is, Han Solo. Can he also be the um, the like president of the planet Hoth? <laughs> yeah. Where it's warm. Yeah. You know? And yeah. he's like, I'm the guy that's in charge of making sure. <laughs> yeah. This this planet stays warm. <laughs> if it, when you think Hoth, you think warm planet. Damn, it's a Hoth one. <laughs> Man, the that's peak like, of that line yeah, all right. of thinking. All right, so, let's go back to this. So, um, in October 1932. Yeah, we're still in 1932. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess... They didn't really get there until November. But they sent two soldiers under the command of Major uh, GPW Meredith. Somehow I can do that, but I can't say the word <laughs> <Fucking> George. George. <laughs> Serge George Pierce. Serge George Pierce. Um, so Meredith commanded. George Pierce. Meredith showed up with two soldiers and a, two, uh, two machine guns, the Lewis gun. Uh, which was like. Oh, thank you for distinguishing. Well, I don't know. There are other machine guns. I don't know Name what they are. A single other machine gun. Tommy's not, it's, it's like a submachine gun or a light machine gun. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know that, because I was going to call you on that if you didn't say that. Yeah, the Tommy gun's not me. a machine gun. It's not. Um, it's Tommy's gun. Give Tommy his gun back. Give Tommy's gun back. Why are you taking Tommy's gun? So they showed up with 10,000 Why are you going to take of, Tommy's gun away? I'm going to get through this damn topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So they showed up with 10,000 rounds of ammunition. Um, they kind of dealt with... Uh, yeah, it was raining. They dealt with a bunch of that shit. So on November, uh, no, November 2nd is when they kind of went out to try to kill some emus. That's all they're trying to do is call the population. Because there's just so many damn emus. They found 50 emus. Um, they were too far away. So they tried to lure them into an ambush. Found out that doesn't work so well because as soon as you start firing, the emus, the emus go everywhere. Um, so they tried again. Uh, and they like hid themselves way better and got like a thousand birds and they killed like six or seven and then their gun they jammed. killed six or seven out of a thousand yeah they're gu- well their gun jammed Man. after they killed like t- yeah. you know, a very small amount. that's like the other thing guns do besides so shoot. The, the point is is at after like a quarter of their ammunition had been spent so they had ten thousand rounds after they fired twenty five hundred of them they had no idea how many they killed. They think maybe it was just 50. Some of them say maybe it's 100. But out of like 20,000 birds with 2,500 rounds of ammunition, Jesus, which is not a good ratio. If you play like Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield, that's not a good ratio. 
I mean, you can't call it a kill death ratio because they didn't die. If this was like um, baseball and that was a batting average, what would that be? Uh, I mean, you're hitting, you know, 100 for 2,500. That's one in 25. You do the math. That's like a a .04. That's, I think. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's not good. I don't want to tell any tales out of school here, but... (laughs) Um, I think Mike so, from Twin Peaks could hit better than that. Am so I right? he's a one-armed man. Yeah, sure. Still in it with the Twin Peaks references. Hell yeah! I haven't watched any of the new ones, so Ooh. this is gonna be a real fun couple weeks. Right, you make keep making Twin Peaks Dude, references. Couple weeks It's going until September. That's a couple weeks. <laughs> kind All of. Right. How anyway, much time do we have left? Uh, six minutes. All right, cool. We'll get there pretty quickly. Um, so there's Not just some quote. There's some quotes here it. that I, I think are pretty. Um, good about like what happened um and also kind of offensive so like good uh, quotes mm, did you get them from goodquotes.com yes yeah i contacted why well, i had should, to call them up they didn't keep on quotes.com oh, okay good um so after they withdrew because no, eventually they 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 withdrew on uh, november 8th which is the day after my birthday oh they so they stayed there for like six days and they were just like well we're, we can't do fucking anything do you know what else apparently. is on november 8th um I don't I have no idea what. I just thought you might. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I know people whose birthday is the 8th. The 8th of November. Remember, remember. The 8th of November. I think it's the 6th of November. Um, so Two after they off. withdrew, Two days uh, Major Meredith. Um, what happened to Sir George Pierce? He's the guy. He was the Minister of Defense. Okay. So he kind of oversaw this, but Major Meredith was the, the guy who like really was in the, the, the mud there. Um, but he said... Shit. If we had a military division with the bullet-carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. Mm. They could face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. They are like Zulus, whom even dum-dum bullets could not stop. And dum-dum bullets are like like ho- hollow-point rounds. Like, they explode when they enter yeah. the body. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But basically, he's just like, we got our asses kicked. They should call those smart smarts. Well, it's... After I fir- I looked it up, but I don't remember what the the it's. I think it's like a sound. It was effect. probably Sir George Dum Dum. They w- they were named after Dum Dum Dugan from Captain America: First Avenger. That film came out in like 2012. And yeah, they but the retroactively- was floating around for a hundred years. Right. Yeah. So they retroactively named them Dum Dum Bullets after him. That's a Zima. It's it's um it is literally Mike's heart. Um, <laughs> so they tried again. Um, they went back, and this time they were a little bit more successful. Um, they killed uh, about 2,500 birds, I think. Um, but they, that wasn't enough in the like years after. The farmers kept saying, like, hey, you need to come do something about these birds. Eventually, the government installed a bounty system where if you bring them the beak of an emu, they would give you money for Bird it. bounty hunters? Yeah, and yeah. it actually, that that was what basically caused the the. the I bet there was population. a literal dog, the bird bounty yeah, hunter. Yeah, dog, the bird bounty hunter. And he looked exactly like the dog from Duck Hunt. <laughs> Weird enough. Yeah, he would like rip the throat out of a dog, out of, no, not out of a dog, out of an emu, and then go like, hoo, 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 put his hand over yeah. his mouth. And, um, Thanks for responding now with a flat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking up in, info <laughs> here. Yeah, you're um, so, yeah, in the aftermath, they, you know, they basically fucked up. They didn't do anything. Um, so that leads to the best part about this, like, Wikipedia article in general is the Great Emu War. Date, 2nd of November to 10th of December, 1932, 
Location the Campion District of Western Australia. Also known as the, the Great Emu War. This is the Emu War. Great Emu War. Participants. Hold on. What was it called? The Emu War. What was the alternate name for it? Great Emu War. But wasn't there another thing? Yeah, it's the Great Emu War. The Great Emu <laughs> Phillips War. Uh, participants. Emus. Sir George Pierce. Minister of <laughs> you the, got it the Emu time. War. Major GPW Meredith. In the Royal Australian Artillery. Outcome. Failure. Emu population persists. <laughs> and that's the, the funniest thing I've ever read is that a bunch of, you know, a bunch, like 10 soldiers in Australia got their asses kicked so hard by emus that they lost. <laughs> um, you know, this is really a thing that should be adopted into a movie that's a about exploring, you know, mankind versus nature. All right, let's cast the movie. All right. I think... Obviously, Andy Serkis as every emu. That man is a magician. Yeah. No, no, he's an actor. Well, no, he's a, he's a, he's is a he hobbyist. A, he's a hobbyist, not a illusionist, magician. But yeah, no. Uh, who, a, who would you cast as Sir George Pierce? Um. All right. So Sir, Sir George Pierce looks kind of. I don't like, care what he looks like. Oh, I mean, it doesn't need to got be that, factual. Yeah, he's got that old, old timey mustache. Um, the guy who was the lawyer in Parks and Rec. The guy who was the lawyer. What lawyer? Um, that tried to buy Tommy's closet from him. What's that dude's name? Henry Winkler. Oh, no. You want the actor. <laughs> yeah, Henry Winkler is the lawyer. Oh, I have no idea. That guy's just a character actor. Yeah, I think like he everything. would. He, but, I mean, like, also. Like, Not just a character actor. He's a very respected character actor and looks exactly like him. Yeah. It I looks, mean, that's pretty close. Yeah, it's Not pretty exactly, close. exactly, but I would say, like, 8 out of 10. Uh, that's how attractive I would say he is. <laughs> yeah, He's like an I mean, wood, wood bang, wood smash. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sir George Pierce, if you're still alive and out there, call me. <laughs> you're probably not. <laughs> I mean, you look like you're probably 40 or 50 around the time of this this happened. So, yeah. And my guess is in like 10 years, a bunch of emus come and came and killed you in revenge, like a Death Wish-esque um, plot. Good but movie. Who would you have directed? Ooh. Um, I would hire Phil Lord and Chris Miller to direct it for like half the time and yeah. fucking fire <laughs> When I'm like, huh, why didn't I hire these funny guys to make a funny movie? I want it to be more serious. Let's get fucking Opie to fix it. Yeah. I'm getting worked up. I knew. I See, I wanted that to happen. That's why I brought it up in the very beginning of the episode. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. All right. Let's go to our sponsor. Our sponsor this week and every week from now on until the end of fall is Zima's. Uh, They're not giving us any money, but I just do not want to stop talking about Zima's. Yeah, Zima's um, not to be confused with Zuma, which is the dope-ass game where you play a frog that shoots marbles out of its mouth. Not to be confused with Zumba, which is some kind of exercise dance. I think it's a, yeah, it's like a cardio dance routine. Not to be confused with the Zune. Zubumafo? Which every joke has been made about ten years ago, so. What, the what? The Zune. What's the Zune? It was like Microsoft's answer to the... Oh, the Zoom. Yeah, I don't want to. I thought you said Zoom. No, I said Zoom. I don't want to give uh, Microsoft. Yeah, any. fuck Microsoft. Well, you can't buy the Zoom anymore anyway, so. Yeah, let's take a break. Zaboomafu. Hey, you, wake up. Don't fall asleep yet. You've got half of the podcast left. And don't fall asleep there. What do you want? The couch? The floor? The driver's seat of a car? You need a bed. And as we all know, the most important part of the bed is the mattress. But you don't want to have to go through that awkward mattress showroom experience. 
And you don't need some salesman asking you if you're comfortable when their very presence is the thing that's keeping you from getting comfortable. Plus, the mattresses are brand new and they're real stiff. You're not going to get a good night's sleep for months until they're broken in. Well, forget all that. Now, you can order a mattress from the comfort of your own computer. Just go to CasperTheFriendlyMattress.com and choose from a wide selection of pre-owned mattresses. Casper the Friendly Mattress sources only the finest secondhand mattresses from the bedrooms of the recently deceased. So not only do you get a sleep comfort experience unlike anything you've had before, but you also get a human soul bound to the unique combination of memory foam. Let the ghosts of the previous owners sing you lullabies, whisper sweet nothings in your ear, or, with the poltergeist package, gently rock you to sleep. And now, for just a limited time, you can use the promo code THIMK, that's T-H-I-M-K, to get 15% off your order. That's a deal! Go ahead, try it! The best part is, if you don't like the mattress, you can return it within the first 100 days, though the spirit included may continue to reside within your home. Just visit CasperTheFriendlyMattress.com, and you too could be sleeping like Rosemary's baby. We're back. Uh, Nick, before you start. Yes. What is my favorite Canadian book? Your favorite book from Canada? Yes. No, but it probably costs like $2 more. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> what, fuck. <laughs> Ruined the punchline of my, my joke. Oh, really? What was your That punchline was uh, a Marissa Tome, eh? A Marissa Tome? A. Like a Marissa Tomei, I yeah, it's a joke. But what is a? I mean, a that's tome a bad is joke. A it's a bad joke. I was hoping. Wow, I was you hoping put people. A lot on that. I hope people would come. It. I was hoping people would come back from the sponsored ad. Yeah, and be willing to accept one bad joke before they turn off the podcast. Well, they've already. <laughs> yeah, they're they're already. Like, I'm what, really trying to drive them 33 away. Thirty so three minutes into this, we now do extensive analysis jokes. of which part people pay attention to, and I was hoping that if I yeah. give a bad enough joke before you speak, they'll all leave. Well, I think I think what I've found in my analytics and personal research is that people really enjoy it when we both talk at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really how you get the most information. Yeah. And now it's made really clear. When we just kind of yell at each other, yell over each other. Yeah. And it, none of it makes sense. I mean, that's the best part of any movie. You know, you're watching like a silent interrogation scene or whatever. And it's like one cop. Boring. Yeah. One cop's talking to the bad guy and it's not funny or good until the other cop comes in and starts screaming at him and then they start both screaming at him and then the guy's you know very confused because he doesn't understand what's happening so what you're saying is this podcast is basically we're both bad copying each other yes we're bad copying each other we're shining the light into our eyes i i think it is weird that we record this with just one single light bulb that's like flickering just hanging between us yeah, and like otherwise completely dark industrial so grab room. it and point it at you yeah we should you know we'll look into changing space also we're in a locked room but speaking that of, neither of us speaking of detectives i i, I have some Sing, clues singing detective. that'll help you fig- no that'll help you figure out tim curry this topic of mine um, hot topic you have previously referenced and maybe sung it in a previous episode. The, where in the world is Carmen Sandy? Yep. <laughs> you got that real quick. Christ. I was going to work in how you just mentioned Canada. And I mean, I lit- like literally less than five minutes ago did reference the Carmen Sandiego theme song again. What's, I think the, what's the name of the band? Uh, Rockapella. Right. And they went on to have a career after the show ended. 
Oh, you're going to talk about that? I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to talk about Carmen Sandiego in general. Oh, okay. I was this really is, hoping this was going to be a Rockapella episode. No, this is the first time to prepare for this episode. I did not write notes. I just read several things about Carmen Sandiego, and I watched half of the first episode of the animated series on YouTube. Okay, and you also looked at a map, because that's pretty much what that show is about. I did not look at a map. Oh, well, then you probably did not learn your lesson from the show, which was geography. Yeah, well, that's actually what I wanted to get into. So what came first? What is the first iteration of Carmen Sandiego? Uh, I believe it was... uh, Was it a video game first? It was a video game first. I was pretty sure it was was a video video game made by a company that I do remember the name of. And it's called Broderbund. Blunderbuss. Broderbund. Yeah, I know about Broderbund. They did a bunch of educational games. Yeah. Uh, they made it with the goal of very specifically teaching children geology. Geography. Yeah. What? Geography. I'm sorry, what is the difference? Geology is the one where you can lick rocks and know what they are. None by of taste. This, none of this is going to geography make any is the I one. I was wondering what you guys were talking about when you said maps. Yeah, geography is the one where you... But I thought it was where in the world, like... (laughs) Inside the world. (laughs) Yeah, inside the world. Carmen Sandiego has hidden herself within a Uh, piece of quartz. I had a lot of stuff to say about igneous and (laughs) sedimentary. Okay. (laughs) Okay, you can... All right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This would be a very interesting episode. All right. Apparently, they didn't do their job very well, considering, like, 99% of Americans can't find fucking North Korea on a map. No, they can't. Nor do they know what is the most common rock found in North Korea. It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty. Actually, it's, uh, it's a basketball. Also known as the 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 rock. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're just going things that have the name rock. Also. Yeah. Well, Dennis well, Rodman. I think it's there. actually a VHS copy of the movie The Rock, starring Sean Connery. <laughs> oh yeah. With hard coded North Korean subtitles, North Korean specifically, which is different than South Korean subtitles because Kim Jong Il's. I mean, Kim Jong Un's face is superimposed. Yeah, in on North Sean Korea, Connery's. actually, Kim Jong uh, Un. Uh, does all the overdubs for all their movies. And it's mostly just all the characters are complimenting him. Yeah, it's like a one, every every movie is a one-man show in North Korea. It's just Sean Connery like showing up and he was like, oh, I wish I could do something, but Kim Jong-un already did it. Yep. I guess I'll just go through the motions. He's great. Okay, back... Ooh. Smack that shit. Does that sound good? Does every, it sound every good episode. Does it sound good in the every, hands when I slap the mic? Every episode has had one of us slap the mic. You know? So, I was gonna, I, nobody had done it yet. Well, it's because no one at... The listeners out there, you listeners, you don't get to see, like, the passionate hand gestures that we're making. They're very... Nick is talk. grabbing my love handles. He's stroking my nipples. <laughs> I, I, I slap, These are the passionate hand gestures we're a lot of people, Yeah, a lot of people don't see that I slap you in the face after, like, every third sentence. But it's a passionate slapping, like a love, like a love slap. It's quiet. I wear oven mitts at yeah. this point because we had to scrap the first few episodes. We just got too worked up. Due to all the slapping. Yeah. So, Carmen Sandiego. That's my fetish. <laughs> Dude, Carmen Sandiego is, She's is got a, style. a very beautiful woman. I. She's I not real. That. Okay, you I s- can find no proof of that. Okay. okay. That she so, you're saying real. we just haven't found her yet? 
You're saying that she's out there and we just have not found her. From what I understand, uh, Netflix may currently have her. Oh, are they doing that? Yeah, they're doing that in like 2018 or 19. Hell yeah. I mean, they're doing a new animated series. We definitely do need to teach kids about you. Isn't the the plot, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. I was a Barney man. Okay, yeah. The plot is Carmen Sandiego is an art thief. Or just a thief thief and then steals things and then hides. So originally it was a computer game. And then they made a children's game show out of it. Right. Which was ranked like in the top 50 game shows of all time. Which seems a little generous after watching a few clips. But sure, teaching kids geology is very important. You're going to keep doing this. That's fine. I'm not going to correct you. What did I say? You said kids. (laughs) Adults enjoyed that show as well. (laughs) Right. Um, so the the background of it in in the lore, there is like no consistent canon. It's changed many times. You've got multiple canons. But yeah, the basic thing is that there is a detective agency named Acme. 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 Okay. Yeah, like the old Looney Tunes things that Carmen Sandiego used to work for. But she thought it was too fucking easy catching criminals all the time. All these dumb criminals. She was so smart. There are two different versions of her backstory. Okay. There are two prominent versions of her backstory. One, and I think it's the one that was presented in the TV show, is that she was an orphan in San Francisco that was taken in and cared for by the chief, the woman who runs Acme. You may remember her as the one who often said, gumshoes, in the game show. Yeah. Uh, and then growing up, she was, you know, when she got to a certain age, when she had her bat mitzvah, when she, they started, a, she hit puberty, they started giving her mysteries and she solved more than anyone like the else mystery there. mystery of menstruation. Nope. That's not part of it. <laughs> no. And then. Is that not why she works no. right? And then the other one. And then basically like she became a detective, thought it was too easy. And she decided to start an evil criminal organization called Vile. Which is like villains in international living, loving, international loving, leaving, evil. loving everything. I forget what Vile means exactly. She's currently the ringleader of Vile. What do you think Vile means? V I L E. V I L E. Now, don't give me the definition of the word vile. Or think I, mean I was V-I-A-L. about to make another menstruation joke, so I'm going to accuse Why myself. Why is that what you go to automatically as menstruation? You said joke. she was growing up. Well, that's what. Yeah, people that's do what, that. That's Why what is that the thing a, you're getting a hung very up large on? Number of women. Not all women, but that's what a very large number of women deal I, with when I, they I, hit puberty. I've watched. Brace face. Okay, but why are you I've honing in on me talking one sentence about. Her growing up, and now you're just hitting the menstruation thing real hard. Well, right I thought now. this was like a which is a sentence year. I feel weird about just saying. <laughs> so, how about you tell me what you think V I L E stands for? Very important lemon evil. That sounds like that's a SpongeBob joke. It's very close to the every villain is lemons. <laughs> every villain is lemons. It's the same. I really should, I guess, then villain. Is lemons every is what I should have done okay. to really sell that. Dude, it's not far off. It's Villains International League of Evil. Okay, I, so I did get the international part right. You did, yeah. And she's the head of it. She's the president of it. Well, she created and it. That's only right. 
Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, they steal monuments and art, mostly. How the fuck you steal a monument? I don't... That's a huge thing. Like, what monument? Like, the Washington Monument? I guess. If she had a big enough team, the problem seems to be that she employs a bunch of idiots. A bunch of minions. And not like the cute yellow kind that don't quite say English and have somewhere between one and Yuba, four eyes. Yuba Duba. That's a really say. good minions impression. Not as good as my Australian, but yeah, you're good. you're John Lennon. Yes. Don't push me. I'll do the rest of this in a John Lennon accent. I I honestly would try. Could to you imagine this entire bottle? <laughs> Could you imagine if I did? I'm going. I'm gonna scream. Uh, don't. That'll peak. Harold, will that throw it off if yeah, he screams? No, right. No, no screaming. Okay. There's one fucking rule, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. That was really. I was really trying to decide if I could like find a place in this apartment where I could hide myself. And then oh, you know what'd be really entertaining for the listener is just you <laughs> screaming internally, or also trying to find a spot in the apartment to yell. Yeah. I so think great be... radio right now. Let's yeah. move on. There's also a different version of her uh, story where she was a child genius, and she was uh, one of the winners on the children's quiz show. Um, Where am like, I? Like it's a it's a wise child. <laughs> okay. Which is um, a children's quiz show that was originally in- mentioned or originally created by J D. Salinger writing about the Glass family and like Franny and That's Zoe. That's the um, Catcher in the Rye. No, not the Catcher in the Rye. It's like his other works. No, but it's the guy who did Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, it's the yeah, guy who did okay. Catcher in the Rye. Um, but like he has a. Several other short stories that are all based around About the Glass the, family that are yeah, effectively the like that are a new girl. No, um, what Zoe Glass? Oh, Franny and Zoe. Okay, I got it. Yeah, uh, that's just a two jump. But so, so in one lore of Carmen San Diego, she uh, was on the same show as, or she may have rubbed elbows with some J.D. Salinger characters. Cool. So wait, in the real. Are, is that a real TV show? No, or is that it's was not a also real TV fictional? show. Did yeah, he, it's a fictional thing that J.D. Salinger came up with. Did J.D. Like, Salinger work on this thing? Or did, or did, I wish. So, so they were just... No. They were Unless just like, he did it, because he said he was retired. He could have done it like under a pseudonym. Okay. I, I have seems, not it's, found... It seems fucking crazy to me that they would just be like, yeah, our fake backstory for this character is that she was in basically a J.D. Salinger novel. And yeah. it's just like, you can't just... Why is that crazy? J.D. Salinger's like a pretty so notorious What you're saying is it's it's... Fucking Franny and Zooey. I'm fan saying fiction. as long. Sorry, I'm saying as long as there is Zooey. a um, Tommy Westfall universe. Apparently, there's also it's a wise child. Okay. Uh, is um, Small Wonder included in that? Because that was a wise. I can child. only assume so, but I don't know if there are any, ex- you know, particular references. All right. So regardless, she was a, a, a so yeah. She, she, a child. She grew up. She became a lemon or whatever, and then started stealing monuments. She became a... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, her whole thing is that she was a smart person from a young age, joined Acme Detective Agency to stop thieves, and then got so bored with it, wasn't challenged by it, that she decided to embark upon a life of crime, stealing art and monuments and just things of, you know, historical value as they needed to make more games and expand the things that she stole. I guess the problem that I have here... Mm -hmm. Is that she was very smart and got bored because everybody else was very stupid. 
So she became a bad guy who then gets foiled by children. Well, um, well, well. That doesn't play. Not always. Well, okay. So her thing is that she's not like trying to get away with it. The Carmen. Oh, Sa- she's a ri- the Riddler. We got a Riddler. Effectively, yeah. We got a Riddler Carmen scenario. Carmen Sandiego is portrayed as generally as a, a uh, and this isn't the right, a gentleman thief. Someone who has. Like a- Carrie Elwes in the British Expedition episode of Psych. Yep. For all those, for our thirty listen, listeners if, if that you, also watch you, Psych, if you made hey, it to Paul's season, dad, yeah, if you made it to season four of Psych, episode one. <laughs> so she's a gentleman thief that base or a gentlewoman. That's not the word. I mean, that's a word. Gentlewoman, gentle person, gentile person, gentile. gentile. Well, she's Christian, I guess so. Yeah, no, she, gentile is just non-Jewish. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, she's, she's a gentile. Not, if, yeah, thief. she's not Jewish. I think she is a gentile thief. She's not. But uh, there's another thing that Carmen Sandiego is... Uh, well, actually... Did you, uh, didn't you not mention that she had a bat mitzvah earlier? <laughs> I think we've really we've really muddied the waters of her history now. Well, no. What I'm saying is there are very uh, there are several different conflicting origin stories. Okay. And it's really up... Jewish? It's up to Netflix in the next year or two to decide whether or not they will include a flashback to her bat mitzvah. And whether she has a mezuzah at the front of the... the first episode is just her bot mitzvah. And everyone's just like, man, this Carmen Sandiego reboot just got fucking weird. And she, like, goes off. She, like, goes off in the middle of her bot mitzvah. And, and, like, someone finds her crying. And they're like, Carmen, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I really wanted that monument. I really wanted the Sphinx. And they're like, that's a giant thing. That's huge. And it's in Egypt. How did you want that? She's like, I don't know. But someday I'm going to figure out a way to steal giant monuments from all the cities all over the globe. And no one can stop me. And then a bunch of kids show up. (laughs) Yeah. And the kids are just like, I know where Egypt is on a map. Your plot is foiled. Well, she's not like, so, she doesn't, it's like... They don't stop okay. her from stealing the it's things, like, they just find her like when she, Mr. after Glass. she gets them, right? Yeah, it's like Mr. Glass from and, Unbreakable. From Unbreakable. Like, she's looking for the smart, for the young gumshoe that will so she can finally take her. her down. Oh, okay. I was really hoping that she's going to recruit them. Maybe. If, if it's just her and a bunch of really smart kids stealing stuff, I think the world's fucked. Yeah. I mean, we don't need monuments everywhere. It's not like she sells it. I mean, apparently she'll never take... Her Her code of ethics is that she won't take anything if anyone's going to get hurt from it. She's not going to deface it. You know? How do we she define just, hurt? Uh, I guess, like... Like emotional hurt? No, you probably get emotionally hurt. I mean, I'm sure if you're like a security guard that's working... There's a big difference if you're a security guard working, like protecting or watching over a piece of art there's a difference in the hurt of like someone murdering you with a knife versus just you noticing that it was i disagree and then like a piece of paper that says if somebody murders you efficiently enough with a knife that hurts for a second then there's no pain because you're dead but if somebody steals something from under your 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 watch you could lose your job lose all your money and you'll you know so wind up this, being crushed by the forces this seems of capitalism. Like a bigger thing to talk about, but some people, I would, just, ar- I would, shut up, I would argue most people, <laughs> I would argue most people um, would say that 
that in terms of hurt as applied to a, a, a person or thing, the death is more of a hurt than just minor emotional pain. Yeah, but if I can take this back, if you're a security guard and you die on the job, I assume you probably have some level of uh, like life, life insurance. insurance that your yes, family but gets. also if you don't die on the job, you don't die on the but, job. But, but if you don't die pretty... on the job, but you lose your job, then you're, you, you've, you've condemned your family to suffering uh, for the rest of eternity. That you... seems like a pretty big jump there. I think you just might have to be an Uber driver now. Okay. <laughs> I think it'll still work. So out. you're saying that Carmen Sandiego is the new CEO of Uber then? No, I'm not saying that, and I have no idea where you got that from. What I am saying... <laughs> Travis Kalanick stepped down. That was, the, that was This is a topical joke. Okay. Well, the, it'll the, seem less topical when this comes out in two weeks. Uh, one week. We're behind schedule. No. Are we? I thought we... Doesn't no, matter. No, because I didn't put anything... This isn't interesting. Oh, okay, I see. We'll cut this How's out. How's that Zima? It's, Damn, you're going through it fast. It's a Mike's heart. That doesn't explain why. <laughs> no, I drank it real quickly, answer. but so Carmen San Diego. Why? What are you checking your phone for? Is I'm, she texting I'm trying, you? Yeah, she texted me. She said, <laughs> "What'd she say?" She said, "I'm in Antananarivo, but you don't know where that is, <laughs> idiot." She said, "I'm learning Portuguese. Can you tell me where that might be useful?" She doesn't sound like that. She's got like a sexy. Let's say Antananarivo is the capital of Madagascar. For all you listeners out there, penguins of, yeah, ma- capital of Madagascar, common penguins of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So is that the yes. is that the how the show is formatted? It's been a long time. So after they made the the because comu- I want to get into the after mechanics. They made the computer game, which was very popular, they made the TV show. TV show, which is where the the captain, the chief, yeah, yeah of of Acme recruits children naturally to help her figure out where in the world Carmen San Diego is. So we're talking about child labor. Yeah, but they're not paid, so. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> they're rewarded with the, stuff. Like a tote bag. Like if you win, if you won where in the world is Carmen San Diego the you game like, show, you would get a trip. But if you came in like second or third well, place, like they would, would they would stick their foot out and push you over it. Just be like, ah, yeah, you, have a you nice would, fall. you would get to travel the world to where Carmen San Diego was, and they would, they would, you'd parachute uh, out of a helicopter with just. Is there a knife. is there is there an episode where she was like in a, like a nuclear waste plant, or something like just like in a nuclear waste facility? And there all was one hundred percent not an episode. Oh, because it would be great if like all the kids are just like like all the kids figured it out, but no one wanted to be the one to like say it because they didn't want to trip <laughs> to a nuclear waste facility. No, but that's a good idea. That should be the reboot. For Netflix. Netflix, hit me up, because I've got some good ideas for your reboot. Hey, Netflix, we know you're listening. Uh, Steven Netflix. Steven Netflix. Founder of Netflix. Netflix. It's really weird. Didn't we previously make a joke that it was like Nathan Netflix? Oh, we might have. (laughs) I think we did. But also the Nathan Netflix stepped out. Hey, yeah, uh, listener, if it turns out that we did, in fact, make that joke, instead of tweeting that at us, tweet it at John Kasich and let him know. Talk about conflicting wars. And I was getting on Carmen Sandiego's respect. It it turns out it's a lot harder to have continuity than we thought. Yeah. Just in this episode alone. 
we rewrote her entire backstory. She was Jewish and then she wasn't Jewish. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, you were that. very confused. You, I had to walk you through that. I'll add that to the show Bible. Okay. Well, uh, and then, so, what do you want to know? After the game show was very successful, they made a cartoon. And the cartoon is basically people playing the computer game. It's really weird how, like, the world and the narrative of, I think it's Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego works. Yeah. Because, do you remember it at all? The game or the the cartoon? Okay. So, the cartoon. No. No. So, basically, I watched half of the first episode of the cartoon and read about it. Basically, the way it works is in the first episode, they make it clear that this is not actually about two children searching for Carmen Sandiego. Oh, this is somebody but playing it's about two children. The unshown user or player selects these two characters to play as, or selects like the younger brother of this other character to play as, and then they play the game to pursue Carmen Sandiego. Okay, so but we've got as, like a reboot Tron scenario. Yeah, but like as the show goes on, they kind of completely drop that. So it just means there are no real stakes in them finding oh, Carmen man, Sandiego. Oh man, those kids better be fucking stealing game. guns and shooting them into the air. Yeah, there's there's no moral code. It's just inside a computer. Awesome. And then after that, they made like a couple other. Uh, TV, they made another TV show that was another trivia show that was okay. basically the same as the original, but later. Okay. And then... Now Netflix is doing it. Yeah, now Netflix is doing another one. Okay. Where Netflix is going to... So what are the Net- questions? I guess I, I, I'm, I'm more interested in the mechanics of the game show. Like, like are, is it just like, I'm in Portugal. Where is that? And it's just like we know where Portugal is on the map, you idiot. No, I mean she, would be, she like, would be in a certain location, and they, and they would hints. tell her that a certain thing is gone, and then they would give hints, like basically, uh, I mean, like semi-knowable facts about the place, like um, what language is spoken there, okay. maybe like what the the national bird is, or an idea of what the colors of the flag could be okay i was like who the fuck knows the national bird of really? anything you don't know any national birds yeah i don't know what's the fuck's our national bird the bald eagle the bald eagle, the bald eagle. what the fuck is a bald eagle <laughs> it's when you hold an eagle down and you shave its head <laughs> oh like a like the wrestlemania yeah, it's a, with vince mcmahon <laughs> and donald trump and donald trump yeah okay so the eagle lost you're saying it's just an eagle that's lost WrestleMania 31. I don't know what WrestleMania that was. I'm not saying. <laughs> Is emu the national bird of Australia? That's worth looking into. If it anyone out there knows, might uh, be the tweet at John Kasich. Kookaburra is the only other bird I can think of. What about the dodo? All right, you're going to look that up, so I'm just going to talk about Carmen Sandiego. The dodo is uh, not in Australia. Carm- the dodo is dead. Yeah, but, I, but yeah, but that doesn't mean it can't be the national you bird. Can't it's have kind a of national ironic. National bird that's dead. I don't think there's. That's a, not very challenging. I don't think that's, that's not. <laughs> no one's gonna. It was like, ooh, you can say don't you mess can, with but us. I don't think our fish- national bird's a dead bird that's been gone for three hundred years. No one's gonna give a fuck. They're just gonna steam in with like gonna roll in with tanks. I'm trying so hard not to talk over to you. <laughs> to talk over. We'd you. already discussed that's I, the best part about this episode. But I so rarely <laughs> want everyone out there to hear what you're saying. <laughs> That it's hard. 
the jokes are just too funny. My jokes are just too good. My phone's off. Okay, good. Um, so, you know where the name Carmen San Diego came from? Uh, Carmen from the uh, George Bizet play. Wrong. Musical. Wrong. And San Diego from the city of San Diego. <laughs> okay, you're on to something there. That's pretty good. Can you name any other San Diego? Can you tell me what San Diego means? It means St. Diego in Spanish. That's pretty good. Okay. Oh, yeah, you thought you had me on just because I was an idiot. Right, so put, Turns it, out I know put it together. The play? George Bizet's St. Diego. Okay, completely wrong. Basically. <laughs> Toreador. Uh, one of the first people working on the game was just liked Carmen Miranda. And they were oh, like, duh. let's model the character after Carmen Miranda. Okay. But they had to pick a different name. So from somehow they got from Miranda to San Diego. Diego. I guess because like that's California and it has a large Hispanic population. And also like... Carmen San Diego is kind of important because it's like a very at the time it came out which the game I think was originally published in 1985 and then the TV the like TV shows in the yeah, 90s came right? out early 90s. Yeah, at that time like they were introducing this like anti-hero uh kind of trickster character that was a Hispanic woman. Mm. And that's that just, seems like it could be problematic. No, but they never. <laughs> that was actually seen as like a I positive say as thing. I made like a, a probably said a racial slur earlier this you episode. Did. By but accident. no, I mean from everything I read, a lot of people thought it was actually one of my favorite parts of researching this was that on the Wikipedia page, they're like um, there weren't a lot of like Hispanic women portrayed as like prominent characters. Yeah, no, absolutely. In 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 children's fiction or just in in that, and then also portraying her as someone that's like very clever and not just. A criminal, but like a gentleman thief, and right. they never did any bullshit of like tying her ethnicity to her crime. There was no like dropping some fucking problematic shit. And then also the chief, the one who says gumshoe, was a black woman. They like made yeah, the I know most that. prominent figure a black woman. Yeah, so you- and then a lot of people said like what I read on the Wikipedia was it said like many claimed that this was a brave move. And then on Wikipedia, immediately following that, it had the bracket citation needed. Oh, thing. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you're, what you're saying is this is... So you're, you're, you're people in the 90s that you could look up to if you were young, a young woman or a young girl. Are, is black chief who said shut gumshoes. Mm-hmm. A Hispanic thief. And then... I feel like saying thief is really... Like, technically right, but also, do you call, I don't know, Batman a murder? He doesn't murder people. Okay, have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? Because he definitely kills like three or four Uh, people. Yeah, well, that's Um, non-canon. Batman vs. Superman, he kills everyone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he does. You don't know that because you haven't fucking seen it. because I'm never going to watch that. Where in the world is Metropolis? It's telling me, Gumshoe. It's literally right across the bay from Gotham, apparently. That, where in the world is Gotham? Don't you dare fucking say right across the bay from Metropolis. It's right next to Metropolis. You dick. It's just a short ferry ride away. Um, Come. So my, my my bigger point is that the uh, the other... I didn't uh, know you had a bigger point or a well, small the, point. Well, the more important uh, person that I think people in the 90s should have been looking up to... Carmen Miranda. I was going to say Dana Scully from X-Files. 
Okay, yeah, but this was, I think, before the X-Files, right? Mm, X-Files was 92, I think. That seems wrong. I think that's correct. Well, if it's wrong, we'll find out later. Tweet it's at John wrong. Kasich when X-Files came it's, it's, it's pretty sure it's wrong. It's probably 93 If there's one thing that matters about Think is that it's barely remembered facts. Yeah, nobody listens. You know, it's, people listen. Okay. Some if you're out listen. there and you've listened to this point... And your name is nobody, like in the... Make uh, it known. Uh, like in Odysseus, where he stabs out Polyphemus's eye, and he says, Who did this to me? And he goes, Nobody. Oh, like in Odysseus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking do that. That was a, a reference that I'm sure 20% of our listener base will understand. Your dad? <laughs> My dad probably won't understand that. My dad's big old dummy. Uh Hey, 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 Dad, don't, don't yell at me. Tweeted John Kasich. <laughs> yeah. Write him a letter, strongly worded. He does have a Twitter account. Uh, okay. Not John Kasich, my dad. Okay, yeah, so tweet it. What's your, what's your dad's I'm not. I don't name? remember what you it don't, is. Okay, you don't want to do that. I understand that. I also don't, I don't want to set a rabid fan base of, you know, a larger number than you would think. I guess the oh, the other dad. thing I want to say is that I'm touching your hand to signal that you need to stop talking, uh, the, <laughs> so I can wrap this up. The other thing that I, I want to say is that the um, person, the woman who did the voice for Carmen Sandiego in the cartoon, is an EGOT winner. What's the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony? Oh, this is different than ERGOT. Which is like a callback yeah. to our previous episode. Yeah. Very nice. She danced. All right. <laughs> and she danced. Yeah, you thought you just had me on for me to say stupid things. But sometimes I hit gold. I had no idea why I had you on other than you're available most Wednesdays and Thursdays. Hell yeah. That's important in these in this business. I'm just kidding. You're a very valuable part of this. <laughs> for the like twenty minutes that you were late. Yeah, we, I I didn't know what to do. I thought about just trying to teach Harold myself. Something? Wow. Oh yeah, I guess we could just. Yeah, you you like pointed at Harold, looked at him, and then we're just gonna <laughs> ignore him. That's not it's not a good look. Oh uh, well, good thing this is audio only. <laughs> Am I right? All right. So okay, you, Harold's telling me any, to wrap this yeah, up. You, He's giving that signal. Yeah. Wrap it up. He's wrapping us in Saran wrap. <laughs> So what did you learn? Or should I learn? Should I say what I learned? No, I should probably go first because okay. you went first. Um, I comp- Okay, the Great Emu War. I, uh, yeah, you almost forgot what I talked about. I Yeah. Do you remember what you talked about last week? Yeah, I talked about... <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> exactly. I completely forgot. So last episode was not a memorable one. It was definitely not our walkabout. Yeah, well, you know, you you gotta the valleys. You know, you can't keep hitting them out of the ballpark. Yeah, valleys are good, but we also need peaks. <laughs> Twin peaks. Twin peaks available on Showtime. <laughs> Very good plug, David Lynch. If you'd like to be on the show, uh, tweet at John Kasich. <laughs> we we share a secret. If you do uh, inadvertently tweet at John Kasich for an unrelated reason, we will take that as a sign that you want to be on the show. So, uh, be careful. Uh, the first thing I learned was that emus are, are very powerful warriors. Yes. Um, the second thing I learned is that apparently the only accent I really have is John Lennon. That's 
Yeah, that's but true. But apparently it's a pretty decent John Lennon. Yeah, those are two approving faces that I'm getting from Paul and Harold right now. Uh, <laughs> the third thing that I learned was a bunch of stuff about Carmen Sandiego so that I could talk for the second half of this. The fourth thing I learned um, was that the directors of Han Solo of Han Solo got fired because of wanting to put a bear in oh yeah the Chewbacca costume a real and bear. not just any bear <laughs> the meanest bear <laughs> meanest. the baddest bear the the worst bear bad news bears shout out to Pixelated Boat for that one yeah slash one giant hand that'll get back to him and the fifth thing I. <laughs> The fifth thing I learned was that Mm-mm. I only learned four yeah, things. You only this learned time. four things. Well, all right. Yeah, you can't again. You can't hit him out of the ballpark every time. Bear park. Bird park. The first thing bird I learned: park. the bird park, the place where they keep all the emus after they kill them. Mm. Um, Good wrap up. No, so the the first thing that I learned is that um, my sleep schedule is very fucked, and oh, yeah. I'm I'm I miss out on all the important things that I have to do, including this podcast. If I fall asleep after I get back from work, second thing I learned um, was that Carmen Miranda is a monument thief, <laughs> and she hides them in that giant fruit hat that she used to wear. <laughs> That's probably problematic. We should have buzzers that whenever anyone that whenever one of us says something problematic, who's Harold gonna? Uh, Harold, I feel like nice. you're gonna have a whole. We're gonna need a whole team. We should of buy people. Harold an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> That'll really wow. add some excitement. Yeah, I really liked that last episode of Thing, but it was literally just an hour of air horn. <laughs> Weird. Don't know what happened. Then there about was that. an ad in the middle, and it was uh. just like some like dumb pun off of a real thing. Yeah, it was really dumb. It was kind of funny. Um, I mostly dumb. I, I learned that I can't say Sir George Pierce very easily. Sir J. Pierce. Sir J. Sir J. Piercingston. I don't know what that is. Who's is that? The founder of Google. Yes. I have no idea who the founder <laughs> of Google is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I am. Right, we got all the good. I don't know. I don't know where right, I Harold's am. Really going but, fast with the finger right now, saying we um, got to wrap it up. I do know where Carmen San Diego is. Where she's always in uh, Rio de Janeiro. I don't get that joke. Well, you That's said she. You said Portuguese. We talked about monuments. Yeah. She. We talked about how she's a Gentile, which uh-huh. means she's trying to steal the giant Jesus statue in Rio de Janeiro. I solved your fucking riddle. What do I win? Uh, you get to end the episode. Wow, that seems like a very bad thing. Well, we got right. plugs, 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 Glade. Wow, bad, <laughs> boo, hiss. That's it. That's my last joke. God. You know what they say. Once you hit it, once you get a good response, just keep going until it's really you're just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I, I don't have any plugs for, I mean, Pride Fest is this weekend, but that's th- this weekend, like when we're recording now, not this weekend when it'll Don't be out. the illusion. It's like the I'm Guns N' Roses album. 
Use your illusion. Appetite for One destruction. And two. Oh God. I didn't know that much about Guns N' Roses. This is a crime. What'd you I don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, plead the fifth. I have the same birthday as Slash. I doubt that. Um, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, as always, please uh, follow, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or whatever. Whatever your podcasting thing of choice. If you can rate and review us, that'd be cool. Share it. Share it. On, share it. On social medias. Keep uh, on sharing. Share it on Kick. Make like I don't know what, I don't know what Kick is, sharing. but do that. Put it. Put up. Uh, it. Put advertisements on Craigslist, offering to trade people albino boa constrictors for a download of this podcast. Um, yep. Tell your family. Play it in car rides with your family so that they have to listen to it. That's the best idea. Um, Just take. Go to. <laughs> If you commit a crime and one of your demands is that uh, more people listen to our show, we won't be mad about that. Mm -hmm. So, If you're in a hostage situation, please demand that the mayor um, plays this or any episode of Theme as loud as possible from Town Hall. Yeah. Over the emergency broadcast system. Yeah. Like the thing that does the tornado sirens. Is yeah, instead of that, it's just like on on a Wednesday around noon. Just like welcome to think. People will be very confused. And they're like, do I take shelter or not? I'm not really sure what's going on here. The answer is yes. All right. Um, but yeah, if you can do that, that'll be cool. If you if you can't if you can't do that, don't let us know. Tweet at John Kasich. So, do you got anything else? No, I just I'm sorry. Yeah, we're real sorry about this. We're we're sorry. You know how we were looking for like a catchphrase? Yeah, I think think we're sorry. We're sorry. Yeah, that's a pretty good catchphrase and probably sums it up. All right, thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, Still sorry.